Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Strikes Back. My name is George and you're listening to our review of Batman v Superman, the Ultimate Edition with the boys Connor and Benny. Hey there. Guys, Justice League just around the corner. Benny, you've already seen it actually. Yeah, no Uh, no hype for me. Yeah, but we uh, thought uh, we'd just whack on... Uh, PBS <laughs> on Blu-ray. That's, that's not right. <laughs> and, um, we thought we would watch it. Do a bit of a Louis C.K. Um, fair enough. Um, uh, the Ultimate Edition, because I don't think any of us have seen that. Um, this is the three-hour cut. Mm-hmm. Um, got, I think, I believe, half an hour more footage than the theatrical cut. And uh, yeah, let's um, let's contextualize this a little bit more though before we get into the actual film and. You know, what was what were you guys thinking when you first went to see BVS in the cinema? How did you feel coming out of that? And now let's we can get into this reading of it. But let's cast our minds back to 2015. And where were you guys at? I remember hearing quite a few people say that it wasn't any good and kind of really shitting on it. And I remember liking Man of Steel. Um, You know, there were some obvious problems with it, but I was I was pretty on board with it uh, in general. Um, And really decided to uh, give BVS a chance. Um, so I went in there, you know, kind of um, on its side. And... Um, How'd that work out for you? Oh, <laughs> it was... Um, I came out of it pretty disappointed. Like, I, I thought it was pretty ridiculous. And then from there, the more I thought about it, because I tried to defend it to a couple people being like, it wasn't as bad as you made it out to be. But the longer I thought about it and, you know the more I talked about it, the more I began to really hate that film. (laughs) Yeah, how about you, Benny? Uh, So I had the privilege of seeing it early, like Justice League, um, before any reviews or any reactions had really come out. There's probably been some early Twitter ones, but they're always the same. It's great bullshit. Um, I am a huge DC fan, in particular Superman. I had a very contentious relationship with Man of Steel. On any given day, I either love it or hate it or somewhere in between. Um, and I really wanted it to be something great. I had a very strong suspicion it wasn't going to be though. And I remember coming out of the cinema um, with a friend of mine who's not really into movies at all and I was just like, "I, this is going to be a rough few weeks on the internet. <laughs> this is going to have some opinions. And uh, I, yeah, I, I was pretty baffled by it. I think I was in shock after the first time I saw it and I went to see it again the next day. Um, at a midnight screening, and because uh, I just I I had to <laughs> was like did figure I it really out. see that yeah, yeah did I miss something did yeah, I like yeah, yeah. Is, is it me that's dumb and uh, from then I had a, a, f- a few weeks of just kind of raging against it uh, picking it apart and being angry and baffled and scared and you know crying myself to sleep every night um, yeah what a what a special thing this is yeah I was um, pretty similar to you guys uh, I. Uh... I wasn't looking forward to this at all, um, but I was excited to see Ben Affleck play Batman. That was about the only thing enticing me in this film. And then when I came out of the cinema, I think I was pretty similar to you, to Connor. I was trying to defend it. There were some cool moments. The The fight between Batman and Superman is one of the best moments in this film. And, you know, you try to... We're going to talk about that. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. And we... and. Um, you know, I, I wanted to try and like it. I really wanted to. But um, as time went on, as the conversations continued, um, 
I'm sure us three had many a conversation about that at the time, but it, it sort of soured and fizzled out. And and now years later, um, Bama v Superman is just one of those films that it, it fascinates me on a number of levels. Um, yeah, fascinating is probably the best way to describe this film. It, it's, um, I mean, we might as well start getting into it, I guess. Yeah. But um, it is, it's a fascinating film as to particularly watching the, um, uh, the extended cut for the first time, it's in a lot of cases baffling to, as to what made it in and what didn't. You know, there's a lot of scenes that, you know, that are in the original that I thought, why was that kept in? And a lot of scenes that, you know, weren't that I was like, why did you not put that in? Like, how is, where was your cutoff? Where was the, <laughs> what were your priorities? Yeah, it certainly no, really. wasn't coherent storytelling. Um, yeah, this, this movie, wherever you fall on it, um, you, you can't really accuse it of just being a, a boring blockbuster. It is, it is one for the ages. Um, love it or hate it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like I, that, yeah. I found, I don't know about you guys, but I enjoyed the Ultimate Edition more than the theatrical cut. Yes. Yeah, but that's not really a high bar to set. Yeah, but let's just all, yeah. you know, say, I think we all, I think it's a better yeah. experience. Batman v Superman should be watched as the ultimate edition, very definitively, I feel that. Mm. It, yeah, well, it shouldn't be watched, period. But if you have to watch something, watch, I guess, that one. It's, it, it, well, I guess this is the problem. Like, if you go with the original, it's over sooner. Like, you're not sitting there for three hours watching this thing. But it's, it's more aggravating and you get a better yeah, story there's arc. There's less of it. You get a better story arc. There's more payoff. There's more... Yeah. You, the it's it's better understood. It's yeah. better as a well, whole piece. Key plot points in the exactly that they decide to keep out of the original, which is just bizarre. I just want to jump in. I um, I'm gonna say I liked this film necessarily. I liked a lot of it though, and I I think yeah, as 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 an ultimate cut, it is um a lot better. Yeah. Um. So I think to start out with, because there's a there's just so many ways that you can de- deconstruct this film but why don't we kind of go with the individual characters right off the bat um in particular what do we think um of ben affleck's batman he seemed much in the same as the theatrical cut uh, no, i'm not talking get... about a difference between theatrical. i just mean in general because this is you know we're, we're reviewing this as a film um, you know, what do you think of the the character in yeah, general? yeah um one of my favorite elements of the film um there's some really strange, dumb shit in here with mm. um, Ben Affleck's Bruce Wayne. But I, I quite like this interpretation of Bruce Wayne. Um, I, I think there, I think if anything this showed, there was a lot of promise there. There was a lot mm. of promise for an individual Ben Affleck film. Um, not necessarily the best execution of the character. Some um, very controversial things we can talk about yeah. um, with, with Batman himself. But on the whole, I think Ben Affleck was one of the best elements yeah. of this film. I remember saying this. I love the concept that they went through or went for. So the kind of, this is a Batman after he has had his, you know, run in with crime and, you know, has been trying to clean up Gotham for the last 30 years type thing. Like this is a, um, you know, a, a Batman that is, is older essentially is, is more, I guess, jaded. Um, and I liked this kind of old Batman better than I liked Christian Bale's in, um, in Rises. Rises yeah. um, I thought this was a far better portrayal of, a, of 
you know, a more, you know, I guess not a wiser Batman, but just a more an angrier Batman. <laughs> definitely an angrier Batman. Yeah, and I and like I said, I love that concept. Um, I think they took it a little bit too far in certain spots. Obviously, um, I mean the big one, and this is inexcusable, is that in this one apparently Batman is okay with killing people, and I th- so just a big old murder frenzy. Yeah, and I think that you know it's one thing. Not collateral damage either. It feels well, it's like not very collateral, aggressive. And it's not, yeah, and it's not the whole like. There's the there's always the kind of if you want to get into it too much, you say oh with the amount of you know physical abuse that Batman puts on a lot of his victims, he might as well have killed them. Um, it's not even like that. It's not like you know just looking into it too. He's straight up fucking murdering people in this. It's calculated. It's yeah. branding criminals so that they get killed in jail. Um, and it, but it's also collateral damage as well. It's just him driving around his car. I mean, there's like he literally shot a, a vehicle filled with people with bullets. Like that's yeah. And there's there's a truck that gets blown up in the ensuing chase. That's definitely just some guy doing his job. Yeah, like yeah. that that that's him killing people. And that's not you know there's there's one in particular where he he um, whacks a grenade out of a um, some guy's hand, and the guy goes running after the grenade and then blows up. Which you can kind of say, oh, well, he should have run away, or, or you should be throwing grenades at Batman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, that's very different than him just straight up shooting up a car with bullets that have people in it. Like he's killing people. That's that's just the Punisher. Um, yeah. So I think that that was that was a mistake. I think you can have an angry Batman without um, without resorting to that level. Like I think the whole branding thing. While I'm not really sure that they, you know, kind of explored that well enough, I'm okay with that because, again, that's not him killing people or even him killing people with, like, uh, forethought of, of that they would be then killed in prison. It's much more collateral in that sense, and I'm, I'm okay with that. I think the biggest problem with the Batman character in this film, who I think works in a lot of ways, is an issue of baggage because it is not... Batman in so many ways. Like it's not the Batman it should be. It's definitely not the Batman that is like a definitive version of the character that should be in this um, cinematic universe, you know. You look at Marvel, every one of theirs is like the definitive version of that character that takes all the best elements of it and and makes something great out of it. Where this is like a, a just a dark Frank Millery Batman um, that is a monster. <laughs> um I, I think he mostly works. The, the killing thing is too much. We have the, the nightmare sequence, the post-apocalyptic thing where he's killing the shit out of people. He, that's fine. No, that's it's, meant a nightmare. To, it's meant to be a fucking dark future where he's been pushed beyond his limits. Yeah. The, um, the, 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 the stuff in the, in the movie though, I, I just don't know what they were thinking. Like if you want to do the, the branding thing to, to show that he's really cracked it and gone too far, that, that could work. But just the, the, Running around, blowing cars up, and dragging cars full of people, and smash like that's that's too much. These are just petty crooks. Um, but as far as kind of the Bruce Wayne, just the character itself, I think it uh, I think it mostly works. And I think the, the whole idea of him just kind of the way he's manipulated into hating Superman, the way that you know the the, the rage. I think it's uh, it's it's pretty good. Also, this Batman is swole as fuck. He's too, yeah, he's too he's big. Swole. <laughs> that he's is, Batman. He's fucking huge. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think that the, the yeah the 
the concept, the character, nearly there. The execution, definitely not. Um, now, uh, Superman. There's a lot more Superman in this than the original. There, like a in the extended, yeah, significant there, amount. There's about the same amount of Superman. There is like 20 minutes more Clark Kent. Yeah, which is yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't trying to pick you up, thinking yeah. about it, but um, that is really the big difference here because so many people said a big criticism of BVS when it came out is this is not a Man of Steel sequel. There's no fucking Superman in this movie. Um, it's and I found that to be an utterly bizarre choice that I hated. As I said, being a Superman fan, um, it was shocking to me to see how much Clark Kent was in this extended edition. Now, I I I thought I was like, yes, there's more Clark Kent. This is great. But do you think those scenes were somewhat redundant? Like they, they I can, I can see why they took them out. Now, I, 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 I liked that soup that Clark Kent had more screen time, and it felt like there was uh, an equal balance between the Bruce Wayne character and the Clark Kent character, which was severely lacking in the theatrical edition, I believe. But like, do you think those scenes were good? Did yes. you think you yeah. did you enjoy them? I liked them, yeah. Purely, I, but do you think that was because you liked them because they were new, and or do you think you liked them because they were inherently great? No, I liked it. I, I feel like it really actually gave some characterization to 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 him, which was just not there in in the the theatrical version. He just doesn't make any sense in the theatrical version. I thought there was a lot of, you know, even if it was just kind of meandering scenes of him like looking a bit frowny. That was important because this is this is a character who's really thinking a lot about his place in the world and his responsibilities to the world. And it certainly made see. This is actually what something I found a bit more confusing about his more involved nature of this film is that. Sorry, <laughs> we have a podcast dog here today who is creating havoc. Um, is is that I felt like in this one there was a, a, a stronger sense that he was really disapproving of what. Batman was and how he conducted himself, which I thought made it that much more confusing when he was tasked by Lex Luthor to take out the Batman, why he was so against that. He practically told Batman when they met that, you know, next time we meet, I'm not going to be lenient. It made zero sense to me as to why he was now suddenly like, oh, I can't kill the Batman. I have to work with him. Why? Because Lex Luthor wanted him to kill him. He didn't want to do that. He just wanted him to stop being Batman. Yeah, I guess. I mean, this is a guy who does not like killing. You know, we saw with the Zod thing, like he was Mm. pretty traumatized by that. Yeah. But um, no, I I thought that really worked to explain why they were in opposition to each other. Just the whole investigation into the into the the Bat of Gotham and yeah, I, I will say, and we can get onto. I think the next important character to talk about is Lex Luthor. But I think the conflict between the two characters was way more established. I felt it more. It was more poignant. Like it was just way better set up in this version, and and made the final battle like a lot more enjoyable to watch, I feel. Um, do you guys want to talk about Lex Luthor? Because I think yes. that's the <laughs> that's the one character that I feel is just, I don't know. I feel like I got it more this time. I'm, I got it a lot more. Yeah. I'm very 50-50 on, on Lex Luthor. I think at certain points, I think as, as you said, Ben, he's probably one of the more interesting characters in this ensemble. Although having said that, I don't think interesting equals good 
Um, and but it equals interesting, which is better than not interesting. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yeah, and, yeah. But, and but, that's but, why I'm very 50-50. Yeah, he so is. if you're specifically talking about comic book movie villains, the only category they really have is not interesting. Mm. I mean, I... I yeah. loved his 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 like the the desire to be above a god, and I really felt it in this one. I love that theme. I love that concept, mm-hmm. and how it invo- evolved the plan and everything. Like I, I'll say, it was a much better. There was a lot more in there than I sort of realized in the theatrical version. I guess. Yeah, I mean, he's in a movie that has been almost universally maligned. He is probably the most maligned aspect of it. And I love him. I remember coming out of that that film the first time being like, that's the one thing that really held my interest every time because he was just so wacky and weird and and uh, fun and bizarre. But there was also, they really captured that element of Lex Luthor. I, I mean, they didn't capture a lot of elements of Lex Luthor because it's a very different interpretation, but they really captured that um, that just that he like he can't exist in a world that Superman's in because he has to be the best person. Yeah. Um, and Fascinating it, and, concept. And it was, yeah, it, like it, it's driven him insane, which yeah. I, I, I really liked. Yeah, I, I liked it. And he was a lot more conniving. Mm. Um, like It's still the same film, but I felt like it was just enhanced more in this version. Maybe I just, it was this general interpretation. Maybe that's mm. in there in the theatrical version. And I think, but I felt like I absorbed that more. There's, I mean, it's definitely... I, we've already said it, and I, I mean, I agree. It's it's better, but having said that, it's still a bizarre film. Like, it doesn't make it a good film, of course. But I think if we're talking about Lex Luthor, I think we're talking about Lex Luthor rather than the whole film. I think. Um, did was, e it, was there cool. much more of him in in the extended than I as opposed to the original? Any more? I don't think yeah. there is. There's one scene with Steppenwolf at the end. Yeah. Oh um, yeah, that which I love. Which is an awesome scene, which I can't believe that they took out because I mean they reference it essentially in the you know the end scene, the ding 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 <laughs> scene. Um, it has been wrong. Yeah, and 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 but like, why would you take that out? See, this is that's the kind of thing. Like, I don't understand where their line was for what was important and what wasn't to show in this film. Um, yeah, one of the other things I want to talk about about this film is the kind of. Don't we want to keep going with the characters? What other characters did you want to go? Um, like, I think Amy Adams is probably another one to speak okay, about. Okay, let's because there's talk a lot about... more of her in there, particularly that and first we'll talk about initial as well. So yeah, yeah, that let's first see. initial scene in Africa with um Amy Adams. You were and, frothing that scene. Yeah, I felt yeah, that was, like that was too much. <laughs> I felt like it was so so much better, mm. and actually hooked me into the film a lot more. The theatrical version is just that scene is hacked to smithereens, and it is it's just so glanced. Well, glanced over, and there's uh, there's one particular shot of Superman with the missile that I thought was really cool, and I can't believe they didn't put that in. It. I don't know; it just feels like it contextualized everything a lot yeah. better. The missile and- scene, I, I it was a thing. I I don't. I'm I'm not as on board with it as you were. Um, one thing I will say about this is that it actually explains shit. That's what I mean. I yeah. mean, like as just in bare bones kind of storytelling. There's there's kind of reveals in that scene that explain, you know, for example, why people thought, you know, Superman did this. You know, just that flamethrower scene. If they had just added that flamethrower scene into this, that would have, you know, made that scene like 10 times better it's like because it would have actually made sense. It's like they were deliberately trying to cut 
it into a less coherent film. Yeah. It's very strange. So that, that alone, just that one, you know, 20 second shot or 10 second shot would have made that so much more, um, you know, well, you, you understand what the fuck's going on for the rest of the film. But um, um, Amy Adams, she's great. She is above this. Yeah. <laughs> like she is so much better than, than most of the people in this thing. And you get stuff like the big emotional ending and stuff. And she's just like a, so much of a better actor than the other three people present yeah. that it, it almost sells it. Yeah, uh, I, I didn't like any additional stuff they did with her investigation. It was just very plodding. I liked that it it it, it like the the thread was there in terms of the plot. Mm. Felt a lot more coherent, but it just didn't in, hold my intrigue. Well, her investigation was the one thing about the theatrical cut that I thought actually kind of made sense as a as a as a through line, yeah. plot wise. Like cause that was the, kind of the driving force behind everything. Um, but then that that's I feel like that's maybe why they took out. Clark Kent's investigative, you know, aspect because so doubling up. It's it really felt like to me in this one it felt like it was doubling up. Well, like you know, there's three people doing three separate investigations. Tripling and, up, yeah, um, yeah. But I like that. I really like that you've got you know two reporters and the world's greatest detective all kind of investigating this thing from different angles. Yeah, it could yeah. have been. It could have really been. They could have doubled down on that more and made it really interesting. Yeah. Um, but uh, mm, see, I'm, I, I think they should have probably, I get where they were going for, but it just seemed like too much to me. Um, yeah. Uh, kind of wrapping up the characters, Gal Gadot. Yeah. I Wonder think a uh, much better, really fun to watch Gal Gadot in this after seeing Wonder Woman. Um, I, I, I like, I, I just think, I don't know. I just enjoyed the character a lot mm. more this time. Because I knew a lot more about her, I I I, I, I don't know. It just it was a better experience for me this time around. Yep, and I like you know for the most part I like the chemistry between her and um, Batman. Um, what what little there was, um, I just I like the concept of of Wonder Woman and Batman. You know, just high level concept. Like getting together. Yeah, I mean, well, because that's obviously what they're going for um, and that's what happens in the comics and, you know, the obvious choice is Wonder Woman and Superman type thing. I mean, I love how that just, you know, doesn't quite play like that. Wonder Woman does nothing for me in this film. I um, sh- I would cut her entirely. It, 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 mm. it feels so shoehorned into a movie that is so stuffed but that is also not doing service to the characters it already has. But to I can agree with there, that. I, I just don't like it. And so many people came out of this movie being like, thank God Wonder Woman's in it. That's the one highlight, you know, when she shows up at the end to fight the, the, the cave troll. But it's and so it, jarring but, at the end. You're like, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, why? It just, it doesn't, I don't care. It doesn't do anything for me. She doesn't do anything all that amazing. She's just- She kinda, doesn't, but I, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I think the connect the connective tissue there between this one and Wonder Woman, it serves this film better post Wonder Woman. I completely disagree because I think it, um, it worsens Wonder Woman having this movie be like, the reason she returns to the world or something. It's like, man, you couldn't find a better excuse than that, Wendy. I mean, if you think about how, what, this tra- what this film is trying to achieve, which is, you know, obviously continuing an arc for Superman, introducing the Batman into this, you know, universe, there's no room to introduce Wonder Woman. It's just, there's no, like, I don't mind the character. I don't, you know, I, like I said, I don't mind the chemistry between, um, or just the interactions that they have, but as a whole, there's no room to introduce another character. 
Yeah, I can, I, this I film can is definitely over, already agree. being overambitious. I can definitely agree with what you guys are saying. I mean, if we go back to the example of Civil War, you know, we got Black Panther in that and it was an overstuffed film, but we had established all those other characters that we knew. We knew the whole ensemble. We knew Steve Rogers. We knew Tony Stark. And in this film, we don't know Ben Affleck. We don't know, you know, Jeremy Irons. We don't know the lay of the land. So I can see where you guys are going with that. But for me, I just got a kick out of seeing Wonder Woman again. And um, I think the fact, the after Wonder Woman, it, it, it's it's a... It's better. It's better now. Those scenes for me as, are as better a little, now. As a little timbit, yeah, yeah, sure. They're as, better. As it fits within the film, I don't think so. Um, but yeah. So I was going to mention something earlier, um, and I wanted to get you guys' opinion on it, which was this film seemed to have this weird obsession with high-minded metaphors and like almost being too smart for... And lots of one-liners sort of very sort of like, oh, think about this. Mm. And we're encapsulating this theme into a single line. Do not pick a fight with this guy. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah that, I, that kind of thing. Yeah, it was just like, oh, self-referential it tried bullshit. To, it, it seemed to be doubling down on sort of a Watchmen kind of f- feel. I feel like he was really trying to make it, give it that gravitas and and double down on mm. those themes. And it, it just didn't work. And, and it was felt clunky. And I, we mentioned it. I think we mentioned this on the night when we were watching it, like, God, another hammy line in yeah. there. It just seems the, like written by 16-year-olds or something. Yeah, yeah. The the one thing that I felt did hit, I really liked the whole uh, concept around the painting um, and his line around that. Um, you know, the, the you know the devils don't come from below, they come from up high. Yeah, I thought Eisenberg sold all of that really well. Yeah, that I thought was really good. Apart from that, and this, you know, I, I didn't think it really sold. And I, it might have been because they were trying to push too much of that in there. I, I yeah, because I, I, I'm kind of into it, honestly. I feel like it's a really different approach to the, to the Marvel stuff, which I like. I've seen what DC does when they try and just be more Marvel-y, and I don't like it at all. Um, so I kind of like this, you know, someone who, who loves the comics, specifically stuff like Kingdom Come or all of the work of Alex Ross or uh, Paul Dini, just kind of that, you know, examination of these heroes and um, treating them as kind of gods and stuff. I, I'm really into it. I don't think it works um, 100% of the time, but I, I like that approach more for yeah, these characters. I, I, I like the concept. I like the idea. I just think the execution is poor. Mm. You know, if they had been able to tap into that more of that Watchmen, like grandiose themes and do it well, um, art would have been into it. But I just don't think they did a good enough job with it. And I don't think Zack Snyder... His bread and butter, what he is so good at is the visuals. And there's that particular shot that we saw um, we, we, when it happened, we talked about it was, you know, I think it's in Puerto Rico where he comes out of that hospital and it's it's a single camera shot and yeah. it's a really, really um, beautifully choreographed shot. He knows how to shoot a scene. He knows how to shoot a, a shot. Like, I mean, and- he, but he just doesn't, he can't do this the story i don't yeah. know like he can shoot an action scene or he can shoot like those kind of things but in terms of like shooting dialogue shooting storytelling he can't i'm not into his style yeah i think that that in terms of like i mean shooting dialogue from like a, a an aesthetic point of view is fine like you know i don't think that there's much to that um, it's drawing the performance out of the actors. well yeah as a director and as you know someone who is tasked with conveying a story um yeah i just 
not not really around and, that. And that's where the those elements lack for me in this film. Absolutely so. It's, I think that is on Zack yeah. Snyder's shoulders. In in terms of an aesthetic, though, um, and he kind of uses these shots. Love the whole slow mo CGI cape thing. Mm. I don't know why, but it's just it's a it's a. I'm down with it. Looks I fantastic. Really like it. Yeah. And he, he uses that scene quite a bit. It's just, you know, Superman floating there and it's really effective. And yeah. So, I mean, I'm down with the way that he shoots things um, and how he constructs a scene in that sense. Um, but just story-wise, it's... Yeah, I was more into the look of this film this time around, um, also in the other, other couple times I've seen it. Um, something, Justice League, I, I don't think looks good visually at all. Um, I think this looks a lot better and I, I think he did a really good job. Um, there's some some dodgy CGI. The end is, is a mess visually, just a, a big old mess. But I think everything everything in the film leading up to, to kind of the third act is gorgeous. Yeah, I think it's pretty damn flawless. Mm. Um, I love the CG cave, Connor. I'm so with you on that. It yeah. looks absolutely awesome. It's weird that that's what, what we're kind of... Um stands out but yeah it's it's a cool kind of unearthly shot and, and aesthetic and the know. the shots of superman like when he's above that um you know that courthouse or wherever they are yeah you know and he comes floating down so perfectly i love that shot i think it's a f- fantastic shot just everything where superman's up in the air like there's a bit where a woman's on a building um, and you know, there's floods all around, and there's Superman above her. Now, story-wise, it doesn't make sense. It makes zero sense because he's just standing above. Visually, these it's very beautiful. Visual, <laughs> yeah, yeah. very beautiful. And I think that's kind of like Zack Snyder in a nutshell. Mm. Like that shot. You know, it, it's so beautiful. It's so cool. We got the cape. We got the 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 lens flare, but. Like Makes Superman would be picking sense. them up, like yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he would he have transported them. In, he wouldn't be just floating above them, and be like, "Bet you'd like to get off the roof of this house in this floodwaters, huh?" I mean, there you go, and and I, I and also that shot where he where the the um the space rocket um fucks up and he he grabs yeah, yeah. the the pod at the top reminds me so much of Doctor Manhattan. Some of those shots mm. from Watchmen, mm-hmm. I really see a parallel there, but. Yeah, Zack Snyder, man, I just don't think the storytelling is up to scratch. Um, no. But one thing I think we can all agree upon, maybe 70% of the time, Junkie XL and Hans Zimmer's score in this. Yeah. I think there's some really great stuff in there. And, you know, bar the main... Behind that, like the Lex Luthor theme is so good. Amazing, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so love it. good. Um, and to be honest, I don't even really mind the da 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 da. Like, I mean, it's it's, it's too over theatrical. The top. Yeah, it's yeah. Too, it's, but whatever. It's, it's, I mean, it's it's laughable at most points. Like at the beginning, you know, the nine eleven scene where he's crouching down with the kid, and it's just like zooming in on him, going, Duh, and it's just like he's like on one knee, the kid's over, yeah, and it's just like, too right, intense. This is something that I, I feel like we should have talked about right off the bat, but it's something that got me like on the wrong side of this film right off the bat. Can we talk about... Which is... And I will, I'll let you talk about the music in a second, but I just really want to talk about this, is the fucking absurdity of that first scene, which is him calling his employee to be like, I know the city's being destroyed at the moment, but I give you permission to leave the building. And then everyone's like, oh yeah, Bruce Wayne said we should leave now. Yeah, that's funny. What the actual fuck? Yeah, it's funny. Like that's such a... You're, when you're talking about storytelling and and like, you know, just 
making things make sense. That is so wildly just unacceptable. He's the boss, man. That's why he gets the big bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we were talking about <laughs> the music. There's one, there's one part in that whole sequence where you have this low drone and it is just, it's like a... But that, that's from uh, the Man of Steel. Yeah, but it's been repurposed here and it works so well. Mm, it's a cool just sound. so well. Um, I just love the score of this. I think it's one of the best um, elements of the film, if not the best. Mm. And, and Junkie XL, man, go, go. If you're in a music or you're in a music production at all, Go watch the videos on this dude in his studio because it is freaking awesome. Yeah. And I, I love that, you know, uh, it doesn't, it's odd, it's obviously Hans Zimmer, but it doesn't, I almost feel like Hans Zimmer is kind of niched or uh, just fallen into, what did we watch very recently of his? Blade Runner? Yeah. And you're like, okay, this is what Hans Zimmer has become. It, it felt a little bit more nuanced than that. I think the Junk Junkie XL definitely diluted down Hans Zimmer's influence, but it still had that bombastic. Yeah, big and I think that's a great like mixture of the two um, styles, which ended up being really cool. Look, yeah, Hans Zimmer had one great Batman score in him. How much more can we ask? <laughs> and he and he's had a lot of great scores in him. So yeah, um, it's kind of like you know trying to chip away at the king. You can afford it. So, any other elements you guys want to talk about? I mean, we can nitpick those kind of like oh, really God, yeah. dumb moments. Of course, <laughs> there's a lot of like, and like I said, that that for that to have happened so soon into that film, like such just a glaringly obvious what the fuck moment. I think that whole scene kind of sets up the movie as a whole because you get you get some really strange decisions, including. Like Ben Affleck running towards the smoke, and then the the, Which is the really horse, bad CGI smoke. The by horse, the way, that was very bad. The horse appearing out of nowhere once the dust, as the dust is settling. That was just such a strange decision. And then, but the ironically, the least the strange decision of that sequence, like that. I don't think so. Oh, I, think I mean, like the whole bizarre. idea. That, like I get that What's they were. That, what else is strange about that sequence? The like the entire beginning sequence. Oh. Uh, what what do you say? Like the horse is like ironically one of the more like the least strange things. I laughed out loud yeah. uh, every time. I think that's one of the most bizarre elements of that first bit. It's oh god no no. Well, I mean, if you think about like just the whole idea that he's driving towards this mess because why his employees? Yeah, but that doesn't make any sense. Like, why go drive towards employees it, and then call them and be like, get out of the building? Like, what is he? Like, I get that no, they're no, trying to- I think it makes perfect sense. I think it's a really great character beat. This is Batman. This is their introduction to Batman. Yeah. He is a one of the world's greatest heroes. There is some shit going down. Uh, it's very clearly alluding to 9-11. That's what's happening there. He is running towards the danger because that's what heroes do. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I think that sets him up perfectly. That's, yeah. that's what he would be doing if it was any situation whatsoever. I think it makes sense as well. Mm. I, 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 I would have liked there to have been... A like just a reason because I like I like don't a MacGuffin or something like he's. I think go. it's better without it because there's just shit going down. That's where he's going to head. Yeah, he's a hero because he's a hero. That's the only reason we need. Yeah, I guess I just I, that yeah. shot of him running into the smoke, like uh, the CGI, whatever it is. But um, that's that's a cool shot because that is not what you do. You don't run into the smoke, but he's fucking Batman, so he's got to do that. Mm. And he saves the kid, but the 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 shot. The shot where he has the kid on his knee and he's like looking up and he looks up at Superman and yeah. then the, 
Like that whole sequence, it's just, I don't know. It's just bizarre. It's just very bizarre decisions. And I think the horse... That weeks Dude, me the out horse so is like, <laughs> I can't believe you're so hung up on that horse. This, don't you think, Benny? No. Don't you think that horse? It's like I laughed as well. It's it's funny. It's it's odd, but I I kind of get just the kind of disorientation they were going for. Like it's like yeah. it's in a different world. But then suddenly, then you, know? you include how many other horses there are in this movie. There's like three <laughs> other instances. <laughs> there's like at the end, there's horses, 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 it's horses. All about the man. horses, man. What are you oh, I'm like, about? there's horses in this. <laughs> From a purely what? from a, just listen to listen to that statement that you just made. There's, there's horses, horses in, in it. What the fuck? From, a, such a- from a purely horse perspective, this movie's a three out of ten. I, I can't handle it. What? Oh, I love it. Oh. No, I yeah. There was that. You you were um, freaking out. You thought that there was some scenes that were squashed. Um, no, purely the 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 wide angle lens that they're using um, distorts the image. Like you'll see in a lot of Scorsese movies, the the ceiling will actually curve mm-hmm. around because of the distortion from the lens, mm-hmm. because he's using such a wide angle lens. And there was one shot in this when you know when they're diving and getting the the kryptonite, and it goes to that one dude, that one dude's face, and he's like he's like twenty percent squished, twenty yeah. percent squished. <laughs> see, me and Ben didn't see this, and, yeah. and I still don't think it happened, but yeah. I just I, I saw it, I just didn't care. <laughs> um so we've we've all universally agreed that the um the extended cut is kind of the better version of the film. The, yep. the story plays better. Uh, let's let's examine the story as it is in this in this film. Yeah, so let's go beat by beat kind of we get that flashback, we get uh well, Batman is we go beat by beat, we'll be here all day. Um well, let's, in, let's in try general, and go beat by beat. Let's in, try and go beat by beat. Let's try and so let me pass finish out what the actual story is here. So you get Batman is pissed with Superman. He's pissed. That's like the catalyst of this story. Mm. Uh, I mean, we get the flashback with the Waynes, but fuck all that bullshit. Um, yeah. that, that is the catalyst of this. Like not a good introduction to, to Superman for him. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's his first interaction with him. Um, that's kind of the main driver and conflict of this film is that he sees the destruction that this person can do and he needs to be eliminated. Exactly. I think that driving from there, as we said, the extended cut does a better job of showing the opposition with um, Superman, um, you know. Let's just keep going with it. Let's try and figure out. So so that happens, right? Mm. And then... So Superman, like, what happens after that? What's the next step? I can't even. I like. I'm struggling right now. So this, this movie is so bizarre. It doesn't really follow a straight forward. Because, but let's try and figure it out now. Because they're trying to do so many. Let's try and figure it out. I don't want to just give the the film beat by beat. You know, if you want to see the story, just go yeah. watch it. But like, but we're, I'm, that's so the thing is, it, we can't figure hey, it out. At its most basic, this film is um, an introduction to this Lex Luthor character who cannot handle the fact that there is a Superman. So he's trying to manipulate um, one of the most powerful men on the planet into killing him. That's mm. the entire driving force of this film. Yeah, which which comes about as, um, well, I mean, really, what did he do to to manipulate him again? He he sent him letters, which he didn't get until like ages, like well and truly too late. Um, so that wasn't manipulating him. He let him. He let him steal the kryptonite. Let him steal the kryptonite. That's the big one. Also, they never mention about how Lex Luthor knows the secret identity of either of these people. That's just, I guess, a given, but like, 
how the fuck does that work? He's just powerful. He's powerful. He's very smart. <laughs> but okay, so wait. So we got fuck. Batman's thread there. We've got Lex Luthor's thread there. Now Superman's thread here. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like post Zod. Um, he's killed Zod. He's kind of wrestling with his demons there. Mm-hmm. He's trying to figure out his place in the world. Lex Luthor is manipulating him to kill Batman through kidnapping Martha. That's well. Well, no, no. He's, he's just getting him to Batman, so Batman can kill him. Yeah, yeah, but that's he set him. He set him up. The whole see, this is where it gets complicated because there's a bunch of different threads. So he has set um, Spider Man up, or so not Spider Man, <laughs> Superman up as uh, this villain through the whole desert scene, and he's yes. he's you know set him up as you know someone that needs a bit of oversight, um, which is another thread in this film, and then um, you know, Batman. See again, I just I try and think about the the just the overarching plot of this film and it makes so little sense to me it's all a very convoluted way to get to the title of the film yeah which is all they had while also this, introducing clearly. characters like batman how else like would you do it though you know how else i i, I like I, there's I, a the brilliant um and i wish we had looked at this before we started there's a brilliant lax mandis max landis pitch where he describes what, um, maybe it was Man of, I think he said that you have to do Man of Steel 2, but maybe he was talking about BVS. Um, and I wish I could remember how you do it, but it, it, I guarantee you it is so much. But of he's a, so good at pitching. Like yeah. he can sell anything. Yeah. He but could I, sell I the plot like, of this and that, make it sound yeah, amazing. You know, That film would have been better than what we got here. Like I just, I think that ultimately they shouldn't have tried to introduce um, uh Batman in this film. I think there should have been a, an individual film that was on its own and allowed us to kind of be introduced to the character in some way, shape, or form. And then this should have been a little bit more straightforward. I think they tried to make it too convoluted, too complicated. Um, I think it should have been, you know, so much more simple in you know, the way that they went about it. What they shouldn't have done is made a Man of Steel sequel in which the two greatest heroes in the world are trying to just kill each other. It is the just a horrible fan wank of like, hey, everyone, all this all the serious comic book fans love the Dark Knight Returns. Let's let's start with the fight between Batman and Superman, which is in the, the context of that book is just so different. Than, um, what is the, the original storyline for that? We don't have all the time. No, to go no it's just that, like, but, what's but the it's conflict? A, it's, a, over. it's a much older Batman. Superman is a is a puppet of of the government uh, at this point, and they're just sending him in to to take care of it. It's it's okay, completely different. Like yeah. not like it anyway. Um, and I they, don't think they gave Superman and definitely not Batman a chance to be heroes to make the emotional impact of seeing them fight. I don't care about these characters enough yet. Why would I care if they fight each other? They're both fucking, as far as I'm concerned, they're, they're both nothings. Like Superman, uh, I just, I, I, I don't get a depth of character with Superman. Um, yeah, they, they, they don't let him have any. Uh, this movie mm. doesn't have a protagonist. It's got like three antagonists who are all opposed to each other. And uh, yeah. Can we? And I can't believe this hasn't come up yet. Can we talk about what is 
always lauded as the worst part of this film. Here we go. George, you ready for this? Doomsday? No. Martha. Martha. Why did you say that name? <laughs> it is. Fasc- it's fascinating to me. This, it's a, yeah. I think that that scene encapsulates, you know, like I love thinking about when, um, you know, what was that person thinking when they made that piece? And normally in a positive context, you know, normally like what was J.R.R. Tolkien thinking when he was writing Lord of the Rings, you yeah. know? But this is like what was Zack Snyder and these executives thinking with this scene? He would like, have had to get in past so many people without like them laughing out loud like, you can just imagine they're like laughing and be like, oh no, you're serious? Because I understand the concept. I think that- it feels like what a robot would come up with as a solution to this <laughs> yeah. problem. Like, because on any kind of human level, it doesn't work. It doesn't make any sense. It's I get ridiculous. the concept, though. The concept is then, and the way they would have pitched it is that, you know, this is Batman realizing and understanding Superman's humanity. Yeah. yeah. Understanding that he has parents and, and the, the fact that the name is the same triggers it off for him. And there was, yeah, they were just like, Hang on, we've got this here. We got this. Whereas if they'd just done Superman, like they're gonna kill my mum. Yeah. Yes. That would have that would have been so much better. That would have been so much more. I successful. can literally see the the you know the the scene playing out of him saying like, "Do you have any last words?" Type yeah. shit. And he goes, "I did it for her." Um, and he has like who? And he goes, they have my mother and that kind of stuff. And, and he, it like goes into Ben Affleck's face and he realizes, you know, the moment in his eye, yeah. he realizes, wow, Superman, he's a man as well. Yeah. yeah. Instead of this just unhinged, like, Martha, what? Yeah. Just like short yeah. circuits yeah. and then he's like, I'm your friend now. No Marthas yeah. will die tonight. Why you say that name? Such a, a drastic like change. And also... I mean, and on a because they had such a drastic change so quickly, it makes zero sense coming up into Justice League as to why, you know, Batman would have such a an allegiance to you know Superman. He didn't know he knew him for like twenty minutes. Yeah, after like brutally beating him and trying to kill him. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a friend of your sons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you though? <laughs> like, we're, we're best buds. But and I think that it undermines the fight scene because I quite like the fight scene in this. I know it cops it, but I think there's some cool little it's moments a cool in there. Action sequence. I hate it. I, I, I hate think it. it's one of the it. best. I think it's one of the best action sequences of this film. I hate it. I think on a purely action level, it's probably fine, but I just don't think there's any way to look at it on a purely action level because it starts with Superman coming up to Batman and. It's just all he has to say is like, hey, Batman, this is what's happening. You know, there's Lex Luthor guy, shit's going down. And that, that, like, there shouldn't be a fight in any kind of logical no. world that this movie is set in. Like, nor, it, should that, that, nor would the fight really, like it's Superman. Like uh, how do you? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's that as well, which <laughs> we can get into. But where did, where did Superman's temper come from all of a sudden? Like, like he's trying to, he is trying to talk to him. He starts off yeah. that way, but he tries like once and then suddenly he just tackles him through five stories of a building. It's like, if I wanted you dead, it, it, it would already... Like, this is not any kind of Superman. Not even the one that they've already set up in these movies. Yeah. Like, let alone the actual, you know, Blue Boy Scout. Yeah. I, I agree with everything you're saying. I just think in terms of a film that is devoid of action sequences for sort of two thirds of the film, it's really back-end heavy. Mm. Other than Batman's, you know murderous rampage yeah. scene it's very back end heavy and i like that in terms of if you take all the action sequences in this i think that's one of the best sequences i remember the being, best is definitely batman taking on all those guys we'll, in the warehouse we'll get to that that's cool but i remember being utterly disgusted when batman snaps off a grimy sink and just smashes it over superman's head i'm like this is the worst thing i've ever seen in a cinema 
And uh, as I said, I don't hate all of all of this film. I like so many elements of it, and that just like that made this movie a bitter enemy of mine at that point. <laughs> um, but yeah, is is a really like you know after and 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 George, I'm with you. I, I I you know on an action level, I liked the the scene to have it switch gears so quick was. It undermines Bizarre. it. It yeah. undermines it and it, it reduces all the, it, all the work they've been doing up until then. It means that the action sequence is actually worse than it was. Yeah. yeah. And just on a, on actually just looking at the, at the action itself, I how he gets like kryptonite gassed twice in the one fight and then like Superman drops like a little smoke bomb and it's, I'm sorry. The guy with X-ray Batman vision can't yeah, see Superman it. can't see him. Yo, oh, man, there's, there's, I don't think there's any way you can really make a fight between those two characters work no. uh, in a motion picture. Um, I think but, that's the, the. I think that's the kind of like takeaway from this. That's yeah. the. That's the. That's the bullet point. Yeah. That is, can you actually make Batman vs Superman a good movie? And I, I making setting it up, setting up those pieces for them to be pissed off each other, have a fight that actually feels valuable. And, and and has stakes like it's it's a tough ask it's a yeah. very very tough ask yeah i think enough of this movie works that i was just thinking you probably could but then i thought no because my version of this movie they don't actually fight so the, the, you could piss off a lot of people by calling it batman v superman because there would be no fight in it um because i think so much of the build-up of them in opposition to each other actually works and kind of batman's reaction to this yeah. being on earth the, works the and, high level concepts of this film are fine the high-level concept that Batman saw, um, you know, Superman destroy his city, um, and you know, saw, you know, the 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 danger of this unchecked, you know, weapon. That, as a concept, as a pitch, makes sense. As if you make it too convoluted, as they did, that's where it fails. So yeah, I agree. Like I think that you know. Generally, it works. Like the concept works. Um, but yeah. But then you have Martha. And, and it's, it's, this movie is such an up and down for me because you have that, which is a completely bizarre and unacceptable scene. And then it's straight into one of the coolest scenes of the film, which is Batman's fight in the warehouse, which is, as an action scene, just right out of Arkham Asylum, <laughs> the video. Yeah, yeah seriously. Yeah. Which, awesome. is, which is perfect because they really, they really nail how Batman should fight. Yeah. Mm. And it, yeah, it's spot on. It's a, it's a great scene completely out of, out of context, except for the fact that he's just braining people. Braining people also inc- like super, super strong. Yeah. Um, I'm fine with that. Which, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with. But like the, the other thing was- I mean, he uh, looks it. <laughs> once again, at the end, he straight up kills a dude. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's funny because like even after he's like made peace with Superman somehow, he's still just been the murdery guy. Um, two things that I want to talk about. I don't know if you guys have anything else to talk about, but I want to talk about the scene in the... Well, I mean, I would like to talk about Doomsday, that final sequence, and then also the controversial middle sequence. I mean, this whole film is controversial, <laughs> but um, the dream sequence, the Batman's dream sequence. And I love that scene. I, so know, cool. I loved it even more now that it's extended. There's another sort of three minutes in there, I believe. So I really enjoyed it. Really, really enjoyed that. Hated the scene afterwards with Flash. <laughs> Fuck off. That was the worst shit I've ever fucking seen in my day, Zack Snyder. You, you rev up so quick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you no, go from zero to 100 bullshit. so quick. But, and you do it to yourself. <laughs> but, um, the, yeah, I do. Um, the Mad Max scene, though, loved it. 
Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. It's Mad Max Batman, and uh, it's really cool on its own. Like just those giant uh, dark side symbols and the fire plumes spewing out everywhere. It looks better than any other part of this movie, I think. Yeah. No, it it it's very cool scene. And imagine how uh, uh, amazing and disturbing it would be to see a Batman who's just killing all these people if yeah. he hadn't already been watching that. Yeah. So I think that was. I didn't get the whole Flash thing. That that seemed a bit. That was that was terrible. That was the main thing. I was like, how did this make it into the film mm. when all that other stuff was cut? It's I mean, the CG looks it's terrible. Awful. It doesn't make any sense. It has no. Uh, it has no implication on anything going forward. Really, it's just the worst. And yeah. then the last thing I, you know, I want to talk about was Doomsday and that whole sequence. And you know, coming out of Man of Steel, everyone was just talking about how utterly ridiculous that final sequence was, and how the city just got absolutely leveled. And Zack Snyder decided to do it. He doubled it, down. Doubled down on it. No, the, and in the, some way, everyone had gone home for the day. Come yeah. On. And, but then there was those funny disclaimers, those one-liners, you know, oh, that island's uninhabited. Yeah. It's, um, a good, it's a good thing work is finished and everyone's left yeah. the entire area for the day for some reason. Yeah, that, I mean, that just seemed a bit much. And to be honest, it, it, it detracted from the whole Batman versus Superman plot. Um, yeah, very, very weird way to end it. A Doomsday, I remember watching the trailers for this film and there was the, the shot of... Um, uh, Batman flying away from the eye beams, the super crazy eye beams. And, yeah, and yeah. I, I just had this little inkling. I'm like, is Doomsday going to be in this film? And I remember when it was happening, when I was seeing it, because as I said, I saw it early, so there was no word on anything. And I was just like uh, gobsmacked. I was like, I cannot believe that this is happening. And this means they're going to kill Superman. So they're going to jam, not only have they got all this other stuff jammed in this movie, they're going to now do the death of Superman storyline with the worst, crappiest looking Doomsday you could possibly envision. I mean, he's already a shit character, but all he has is at least a somewhat interesting look as this big monster with covered in all these rock spikes and everything. But he didn't even have that. Like, it starts sort of coming out, but they just, he just, he looks so much like the cave troll from Fellowship of the Oh, Ring. he really does. It's crazy. He really does. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that emotional impact of Superman dying is a nothing. And then you get that sort of final sequence with the dirt rising off his coffin. And it just it, it just feels so vacuous mm. to me. You, it's so empty. It's so devoid of any kind of emotional um, the death, resonance. The death of Superman should be... It should pack the biggest punch of, of anything you've ever seen in a film. Yeah. Yeah. And it just doesn't. Not, not even slightly. Well, you know, actually, the only emotion I got was watching Amy Adams react, mm. and that's just because she's a great actor. Yeah, but we also got to talk about the um, the Justice League cameos. Oh, no. how good was that? Oh, <laughs> the little, little YouTube video. God, this I think this might be the worst thing about this movie. Probably is the the, the shoehorned in the dawn of justice elements of the this dawn film. Of justice. Do, 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 it's just a. a genuinely like they've just stuffed it in there i think if you went to the dictionary and typed it and uh, typed in and looked up hemmed in you a little youtube window would pop up of this sequence it because that this is the quintessential hemmed in yeah like we said this movie is crap this movie is trying to do too much it's introducing too many people it's it's not It's interesting when you think about it in terms of where DC was at and, um, you know, this film was definitely in their eyes uh, 
an acceleration. Yeah. They wanted to accelerate. It is. And they they wanted, catch up. They wanted to get Justice League out ASAP. And in doing so, it undermines all the re- relevance of everything because you don't get the time for everything to marinate a little bit. Mm. They're just tripping over their own feet uh, nonstop. And the, I mean, that cyborg sequence. That's the worst. It, it just looks so bad. And he looks bad in um, Justice League, doesn't he? The design is terrible. I hate it. Does the execution? Um, it's whatever. We'll talk about that next week. Yeah. <sighs> Anything else you guys need to uh, counsel on for BBS? Yeah, look, I just, there probably is, but as we said, this movie is such a mess. And that's always the, the issue with bad films is that, you know, it's, it's usually because they're just all over the place. I like a lot of this movie. I think um, when it's working, it's, it's really great and shows promise of a movie that could have been fantastic. And when it's not working, it is, um, it's baffling and uh, engaging in its own way because it's so interesting. Like, uh, you know, I would watch this uh, any day of the week over, over something like uh, X-Men Apocalypse, which I just think is just like fucking... Just drivel. Boring shit. Um, like, yeah, this movie is, is one for the absolute ages, I think. It'll go down in history as a movie people either love or hate, but um, is fascinating. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I, I actually much prefer the Ultimate Edition. I, I normally get much. this sort of like, I sort of start curling over when I watch <laughs> BBS and I start like wanting to like just jump off a building. And, <laughs> and uh, this one, I didn't feel that. So I think it's a better version. Mm. I, I'm glad I've seen this and I'm sure I'll see it again in the future. Mm. But BBS, bizarre film and, and there's so much good and there's so much bad. I would love to see an ultimate, ultimate edition that adds a lot of stuff in, but also cuts more stuff out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I reckon you could get this down to two hours. I, oh. I mean, if you cut off the Batman fight and the Doomsday stuff, yeah, yeah. and find some interesting place to end it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah, or or at least at the very least, just the Doomsday, uh, everything with Gal Gadot, um, that beginning sequence, um, yeah, that'd shave off a fair bit. Yeah. Well, dudes, if there's nothing else to discuss with this one, that's our definitive review of BBS, and we'll be reviewing Justice League next week. And uh, really seeing how this DC thing's going to pan out because that's a big one for these guys. Spoilers, not great. <laughs> we'll be there, won't we, Connor? Yes, we will. And Benny. Martha. <laughs> Martha.